When you're negative, or even when you're just in a kind of neutral state, you become that awkward guy at the cocktail party that everyone just sort of sidles away from. The more positive you are, the more people will simply want to be in your presence. Hello, and welcome to The Joy Within, where we're eliminating negativity one thought at a time. I'm Kyle Greenfield, and I'll be your guide as we explore how to be calm, confident, and happy in our crazy modern world. Join us each week as we dive into some of the biggest ideas in spirituality and personal development. We'll learn what it takes to gain control of your own mind, master your mood, and navigate the many ups and downs along the way. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started, so you can become the calm, confident, and happy person you truly deserve to be. Hello, and welcome back to the Joy Within's podcast. Today, we're continuing to talk about the different costs of negative thinking, and I want to focus on the toll that chronic negativity, even very mild negativity, can have on your relationships, either with your family, your friends, or even your colleagues. This toll can impact everything from your relationship with your most intimate partner to people you barely see or only know in passing. The way I see it, there's really two sides to this cost. The first, to put it bluntly, is that no one wants to be around a negative person. But the second is a bit more nuanced. And it's that negative thoughts can actually prevent you from creating the deep, meaningful bonds that you deserve. I think it's important to note that both of these costs occur on a spectrum. So when I say negative thinking, I'm not just talking about someone who's super depressed or stressed or angry at the entire world. It can be very slight, little things that you might barely pay attention to, but that other people can pick up on instantly. Little complaints passing comments about how hard life is, or how things aren't working out how you might have hoped. Even just the way you carry yourself, your posture, your facial expressions, can attract or repel people. And often, the person won't even know why. There can just be this feeling of sort of a heaviness that pushes them away, or a lightness, a buoyancy that pulls them in. Because there's this invisible force at work, intuitive, subconscious signals that a lot of people aren't consciously aware of. I mean, I know for me, I was completely oblivious to this force for about 30 years, but it was there every single day, impacting me, even though I didn't know it. And the way I like to describe it is, if you've ever been walking down the street and just instinctively, without thinking about it, cross to the other side, and then a moment later, you see someone you just get a bad vibe from, right where you would have passed if you hadn't crossed the street. Has that ever happened to you? It's kind of like what I'm talking about here, the subtle, bad vibe feeling, even if you don't know why or can't explain it. Whether you are aware of it or not, we are constantly broadcasting our energy, and people pick up on that. Another example is if you've ever been in a cafe or at a dinner party or wherever and someone walks in, and instantly the atmosphere changes. Just suddenly, the mood shifts. And it can work both ways. It can be either positive or negative. And I think it's important to start to recognize that this feeling happens constantly. If you practice it, you can train yourself to sense it more clearly. 
You can get to the point where every person that passes you on the street, you can see, and I mean physically see, their energy and notice your response to it, whether it's aligning with you or not. But the point is, is that this invisible force is always there, and your consistent patterns of thought create the signals that you send out to everyone around you. When you're negative, or even when you're just in a kind of neutral state, you become that awkward guy at the cocktail party that everyone just sort of sidles away from. The more positive you are, the more people will simply want to be in your presence, even though most of the time they won't know why, they won't be able to put their finger on it. And as a general rule, the people that you do spend time with will tend to be at the same level as you are. So you'll reinforce each other's default state and tend to, by default, automatically trap yourself into that state, whether that's positive or negative. Inner growth doesn't have to be difficult. You just need a plan. You need clear actions that you can take so that whatever life throws at you, you have the ability to respond from the highest version of yourself. When you join Happiness University, you'll get that plan. With clear insights, simple actions, and expert guidance to support you every step along the way. It's free to get started, so head over to thejoywithin.org Log into Happiness University and become the calm, confident, and happy person you truly deserve to be. So, on the one level, poor thought habits keep you from developing relationships because people just sort of bounce off of you. You never even have the opportunity to get to know them. In a sense, you don't even know what you're missing out on. And it can happen across the board, impacting potential romantic relationships, personal friendships, and professional connections. But I think the deeper cost centers on relationships that you already do have. And again, it took me a long time to realize this, but for years, I inadvertently cut myself off from having deep, meaningful connections with my friends and my family. Without even realizing it, I was keeping them at arm's length. My thought patterns were blocking the love, the kindness, and the support that they were trying to share with me. Even when nothing was quote-unquote wrong, even when I was just going about my day-to-day -day life, I wasn't allowing a higher level to reach me. As soon as I started to raise my energy, so many of my personal relationships began to improve. A few of the more negative people in my life gradually just sort of dropped out of the way. And my most important relationships strengthened. Old wounds healed, almost overnight, simply because I opened myself to a higher emotional state of being. The way I like to think about it is that the capacity for connection in a relationship has two main inputs, giving and receiving. When you raise your energy, when you choose better feeling thoughts, your capacity for each expands. First, you begin to allow yourself to receive more. So if the other person has been at a higher level than you were, if they've been trying to love and support you more, but you've been locking them out, if you've been resisting their love, the first thing that will happen is you will automatically rise to that level. You'll rise effortlessly and usually very, very quickly, and you'll begin to receive at that higher state. 
This shift expands your capacity even further. So the second part of the shift kicks in. Now you can give more. So you will start to send out more love, more kindness, and more support. Because that is what you're emitting. So you will feel more and more of those positive states. And this can create an incredible positive spiral. It's like you spur each other on, giving and receiving more and more, rapidly expanding your connection. But other times, this expansion can come in waves. So you might feel propelled forward and then hit a constraint at a new, higher level until you break through again and make rapid progress for a little while and then hit a new plateau, and so on and so forth. In my experience, that's what happens when the other person was already at a higher state than you were. But even if they're not able to grow and expand with you in that way, if they have their own blocks, which, if we're honest, we all have some blocks, you can still have the experience of strengthening that relationship. Because now you have more compassion, more authentic, loving kindness to send to them. So either way, it is a win-win. But those wins can't happen until you make the decision to raise your own energy and start taking action towards that. You don't have to know how to do it just yet. You don't have to see the whole path that's before you, before you begin. You just have to decide that you're not willing to settle for mediocre relationships. You just have to decide that you really can just sort of step into that better, higher version of yourself. And that when you do, every area of your life will start to improve. Thanks for listening to today's episode. When you're ready to put these ideas to work in your own life, head over to thejoywithin.org and sign up for Happiness University. When you do, you'll have access to all of the tools and strategies you need to eliminate negative thoughts by tuning in to The Joy Within. You can follow a simple step-by-step system to become the calm, confident, and happy person you deserve to be. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started today. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with someone you love, because I think we can all use a little more joy in our crazy modern world.